From the Financial Times in Paris, I'm Harriet Agnew and this is FT News. All 11 presidential candidates faced each other in a marathon four-hour televised debate on Tuesday night. The debate marked another strong performance for the far-left leader Jean-Luc Mélenchon, who's challenging the one-time frontrunner François Fillon for third place. If Mr. Mélenchon were to edge ahead of him, it would mean for the first time in French post-war political history that all the top three candidates are not from the main political parties. Meanwhile, with just over two weeks to go until the first round of voting, a third of voters say they are still undecided. Turnout in the election is likely to prove crucial. With me to discuss all of this and the state of the current campaign is the Paris bureau chief Anne-Sylvaine Chassonet and Paris correspondent Michael Stoddart. Michael, talk me through the debate. Which candidates performed best? Well, the polls said that the far-left leader Jean-Luc Mélenchon won the debate, with 25% of people saying he was the most convincing. Emmanuel Macron, the front-runner, was second with 21%, and the far-right leader Marine Le Pen trailed with just 11%. I think what was most notable was the fact that Marine Le Pen had quite a weak debate. She was harangued really by all the candidates on her positions on leaving the euro, but particularly by Macron, who struck some quite juicy blows against her. He said she was proposing an economic war with her plans to leave the euro, and he also linked nationalism with war. He basically said her plans to leave the euro and the EU would lead to war, was he was hinting. He said, I come from a region that's full of graveyards talking about the fact that he was from the Somme area and obviously a bloody battle in World War One, So he really came off better from that spat. Aside from that, as you said, Mélenchon had a very good debate. He was fiery, he was combative. He seemed to represent the real left, the old Republican left in France that's anti-capitalist and wants to simply take money away from the rich and give it to the poor. And he seemed very genuine in his ideology, his philosophy, his commitment. And that once again played really, really well. And it was the first time that all 11 candidates shared a televised platform. What dimension did having some of the more colourful candidates who are outsiders add? What does it tell us about the overall campaign? Well, it certainly made it a lot more fun. We had people like Philippe Poutou a communist Ford factory worker wearing a t-shirt with his hair in a mess. He refused to pose for the traditional pictures with the other candidates. The six other so-called little candidates in the debate talked about conspiracy theories. One wanted to change the law so all firing was illegal. Another said Marine Le Pen was too soft on Europe. In short, they were an eclectic bunch. But aside from that, they also said things that the mainstream candidates were, in the previous debate, too polite to say. Namely, pointing out the various moral and legal problems surrounding the campaigns of several of the candidates. Again, Poutou was particularly violent on this. He said Marine Le Pen and Francois Fillon, both of which have ongoing legal investigations into misuse of public funds, were stealing from the public purse. Poutou also had the best line of the night when Marine Le Pen was talking about her parliamentary immunity. He quipped that there was no manual workers' immunity. 
which was both quite funny, but also a fairly good point. So, in short, they made the whole thing more enjoyable, but at the same time, a little bit more chaotic. And Michael, Mélenchon seems to be enjoying some good momentum. What's behind all of this? You're absolutely right. Mélenchon, this is a candidate, just to remember, who wants to soak the rich with a 100% top rate of income tax, leave NATO, hostile to the EU. A month ago, he was fifth in the polls. Now he is fourth, but very, very, very close to third place. He has about 16% compared to 18% for Francois Fillon. And he's really benefited from the collapse of the Socialist Party after five years of the deeply unpopular government of Francois Hollande. The socialist candidate, Amon, has struggled to bring his party together since winning the primary in January. And French voters have moved to support either Mélenchon on the left or Macron on the right. So he's benefited from this structural factors. But he's also run a really innovative campaign. He was the first French candidate to do a speech by hologram. So he talked to crowds in Lyon and Paris at the same time. He has an online video game called Fiscal Combat, which is about sharing wealth in the style of Mortal Kombat. He also has a strong YouTube following. He has 260,000 subscribers, which is more than the rest of his opponents combined. But at its heart, I think what it shows is that this classic hard left in France still is alive and well and they're attracted by his authentic message against austerity, the EU, globalisation and Western military intervention. And I think that's at the heart of his success here. And so, Anselmen, with all of this momentum behind Mélenchon, do you think he has any chance of making it through to the second round? I would definitely not rule it out, even though it would be an uphill task. He's got momentum, as uh, Michael said. And at some point, some Hamon sympathisers might think that it would be best to back Mélenchon if Benoît Hamon is to get less than 10% of the votes in the first round. And also if Mélenchon emerges as the one who can unify the left, can be at the centre of a new kind of left, which would be more on the left than the previous one. So Macron is still the front runner in the polls and he's the one predicted to face Marine Le Pen in the second round and ultimately defeat her. That's still the central scenario. But Mr. Macron has been losing steam. And so if Mélenchon gets another few points in the polls, virtually they would be both in the margins of error. And by the way, a surge of Mélenchon can also benefit François Fillon because it would potentially revive the threat of the far left and it could remobilize the right-wing voters who'd been quite shocked by the allegations of embezzlement and corruption hitting Monsieur Fillon. So I would not rule out a recovery of Fillon either. You know, he has stabilized, he has gained a few points. Ultimately, it comes down to the volatility of Monsieur Macron's electorate. You know, he still has 40% of undecided people within those who say they would likely vote for him. Polls suggest that a third of voters are still undecided on where to cast their ballot paper. So, Anselven, what role will turnout play in the overall election results? Well, because it is, you know, in effect becoming a four-horse race, turnout will be absolutely key in the first round. Each candidate will need to mobilise his or her own sympathisers in the first round. The stakes are high, but, you know, it's a paradox that turnout is predicted to be lower than in previous presidential elections. Why is that? 
Well, I think this is due to a high level of confusion and you know, the collapse of the mainstream parties is playing a central role in that confusion. Two-thirds of the French voters are now ready to vote for a candidate that is not coming from a traditional party, which is unprecedented and, I guess, symptomatic of the political upheaval here in France. But on the other hand, it makes everybody nervous. You know, people have still a lot of questions about these new candidates. And over Monsieur Macron, for instance, he's a popular figure, but he wasn't known to the public until three years ago. So people still have a lot of questions. Well, it's truly a four-horse race right now. Thank you very much for listening. And thanks, Anselven and Michael. If you'd like to read more on this story, please visit www.ft.com forward slash French election. 